Well, welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George Show. So what do we talk about today? Really, really simple. I basically talked about how to add accelerant or rocket fuel to your results by stacking these environmental changes and designs on top of your existing habits and rituals. Want more money? Use them. Want more results? Use them. Want more happiness? Use them. And so today's episode is straight to the point, five to eight, because I don't remember specifically strategies and tactics on how to implement micro habits into your environment and into your life to guarantee your results based on your clarity and your vision. So without further ado, let me just stop bumping my gums and let's get into the episode where I bump my gums more, but it's a lot more valuable. So ready, go. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Mind of George Show. Today, we're going to get straight into the tactics around your environmental design, around your habits, around your micro habits. And every one of these episodes this month have been building upon each other. So if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, you should you should really, really go listen to it. And, and I'm going to say this. I'm very bullish on environmental design. And I, and I don't talk about the reason why enough. And so, of course, we have some of the world's greatest. You, you talk about Benjamin Hardy. You talk about Andrew Huberman. You, you talk about the incredible caliber of highly intelligent, highly educated, highly research-backed people that have all talked about the power of environmental design around habit creation, around rituals, around routines. They're incredible. For me personally, I am very blessed to have many, many, many successful friends and one of those very successful friends a long time ago told me to stop looking at what people did, but look at how they did it and why they did it. And it really changed my lens to habits and rituals and routines. And I started to really, really pay attention. And in the very beginning, I was very skeptical. I was like, there's no way my environment dictates my results or my success. There's no way that those little habits, there's no way that those little reminders. And then slowly I would toe touch. And I would put these little things into practice. Like I would do this one thing every day for 30 days without telling anybody, or I would do this two things every day for 90 days without telling everybody. And every time I did this and I stayed consistent, it absolutely skyrocketed anything that I thought or knew to be possible. And then typically delivered two to three times the positive results that I would have been able to think about. And so I can't harp this enough. And People come to me all the time. Oh my God, George, they're so easy when my life's working. Everything's in breakdown. What do I do? And I was like, have you done your daily things? And they're like, no. I'm like, go do those. And literally 10 out of 10 times, they come back to me and they're like, never mind. Doing those things helped me get clarity. They helped me see it differently. They actually eliminated the feeling. They gave me clarity on this thing. And our environments are everything. It's it's what we surround ourselves with. It's where we're doing. And I talked about the sacred lightkeeper quadrants as like a baseline. And they're a baseline, but it has to be everywhere. And the more you immerse yourself in your environment and the design and that environment and the design that you're immersing yourself is aligned and congruent to where you want to be or who you want to be, the more frequency of touch points and osmosis can happen for you to hold yourself accountable to doing these things. And so today, 
I wanted to share like five tips or five ways that you can put this into practice right away. And so when I think about the Lightkeeper quadrants that I referenced in the previous episodes, I have it broken down into my mind, my body, my being, and my business. And I have it really clear that there's one to three things under each category that I can do every day. One of those things for me is I make a statement of the man that I want to be that day. I'm a loving, passionate, trusting man. I'm a happy, connected, abundant dude. I am a um, giving, loving, supportive coach. And, and, And I pick them every day because I want to embody that behavior. I want to embody that state of being. And there are plenty of days that I wake up in the morning and I feel really sad and really like wanting to self-isolate. And on those days, I'm like, I am an outgoing, giving it free-spirited man. And I embody those words. And so for me, when I pick those words for the day, uh, one of the things that I do is I remind myself of them over and over. I write them a few times, but I will typically write them on a sticky note and I will stick it on my laptop. I will stick it in my car. Um, I'll stick it on my mirror. And my friend Angie is incredible about this. Uh, Angie Lee on Instagram, for those who don't know the queen, she's been on the show. Uh, but she does this as well. And it's really, really interesting because I can be completely going throughout my day literally in a bad mood, having an off moment. And then I will go sit down on my laptop and I will see that sticky note that says, I'm an outgoing, fun-loving, free-spirited man. And the moment I see it, I remember how I felt when I wrote it. And it almost instantly brings me back into that place and gets me out of the feeling. And so sticky notes around your area, around your life, around your ecosystem are huge, but these aren't things that we remind ourselves to do. They're things that we remind ourselves to be. So you might in your Lightkeeper quadrants have a morning routine that's really important to you. Every morning you wake up, you have your supplements, you have your water, you have your greens. Well, why not just print that out and put that next to your bed so in the morning when you wake up, all you have to do is look at it and check that off. My, my dear friend Alex Sharfin says this all the time in some semblance and says basically if it's not written down, it's not getting done. And so sticky notes is one way, but really what we're talking about is is putting something on paper and getting it out of your phone, off your computer, and into real life so that it can be witnessed. So one of the things that I do is I use sticky notes like that, but in my environment and in my office, I have signs and quotes and sayings that either I wrote or mean something to me, and I'm surrounded by them. So I have them on my wall. Uh, in my bathroom, uh, I have the tale of two wolves, which is choosing which soul that you want to feed. I have a relationship speed algorithms quote. Um, I have quotes that my wife have told me and they're all, I'm looking around the office right now and they're all surrounded by me. And so when I'm in my office, I am surrounded by reminders of my potential, not who I currently am, but what I want to be and who I want to be. And I'm constantly surrounded by them that keeps me in that frequency and in that energy. So number one, I would say is sticky notes or any visual reminders that you can surround yourself with in alignment to whatever those things are for you. Mine are my sacred lightkeeper quadrants. Yours are going to be yours. So the second one is wallpapers. And, you know, this is the wallpaper on your iPhone. Now, one thing that I want to say, and I'm going to say this right now before I get into the other four, is everything I'm saying to you also applies to customer journey. So when I tell you in an email to write down your word for the day and put it on your computer, I'm teaching you to poach real estate in your life that's also reminding you of me. Just like when I tell you to use certain things or put them certain places. And so everything I'm saying today are also the ways that we use psychology inside of the customer journeys that we build for you to help you do the same thing with your customers. So when they're not on the computer and they're not on social and they're out in their life, 
they have reminders of you all the time, whether they see a lighthouse and they think about taking a picture with you. Every time they see the color pink, they're reminded that relationships beat algorithms. Um, every time they see that book that I told them to put in their car, they're reminded who gave them that book. And so little side note, little hack in the middle of the show for you. So the second one is wallpapers. Okay. Now, Wallpaper specifically, I'm thinking about your phone, your computer, the background of your computer. And I know for me, I don't, I don't operate well in clutter. And I also know that me taking the time to organize my desktop uh, isn't really the top of my priority list or a needle mover for me. And so um, I keep my desktop clean. So when I open my computer, it's nice and clean. There's nothing overwhelming for me. But if I actually get to a point where um, it's a little much, I make a folder on my desktop called to sort. And then if it's been about a month, I will make a new folder and I'll name it January 2023. And everything on my desktop, I will drag into that 2023 folder. And then I'll put that in the to sort folder so it can clean up my desktop. Because my desktop is a picture of a lighthouse that has my personal mission statement on it. So on the background of every one of my computers, and I have multiple laptops that I use, uh, and my iPad is a picture of a lighthouse. And it has my mission statement on it, which is to stand with structure in the face of resistance to create possibility. And then on my iPhone, on the background of my phone, on my lock screen is a photo of me. And on my unlock screen, so when my apps are there, is a photo of my wife. And it is the photo that I took of my wife the day that we met. That's a whole other story. And so the reason I have those two on my background is my lock screen is a photo of me at five years old. And that's because a shaman a very long time ago told me that my biggest challenge was that I was mean to myself. And he challenged me to say things that I thought in my head out loud to my son and imagining he was standing in front of me. And every time I thought about it, I cried. I couldn't say it. I couldn't bring myself to say it because it was mean. And he said, so if you could never talk to your son this way, then why do you think it's okay to talk to yourself this way? And of course, it was a very uh, challenging question with an incredible answer. And the answer is I shouldn't. Um, so he challenged me and he said, I want you to change the background of your iPhone. So every time you pick it up, you see a photo of yourself at five years old. And I want this to be a reminder for you that you get to be nice. You get to be loving, that you were a child at some point, that you're innocent. And I made that background of my phone four years ago. And to this day, if you're watching this podcast and you look at my phone in front of me, there is a photo of me at five years old on my iPhone and I haven't changed it, right? And so when you think about your life and your environment, sticky notes, they kind of hit your physical environment. Wallpapers hit your digital environment. And all of this is space that you look at. And I think the average person looks and picks up their phone almost 200 times during the day which means 200 times a day, I'm subconsciously looking at that photo of me as a five-year-old that's reminding me to be gentle to myself. Now, would it be a correlation or a coincidence that the last four years have been the most incredible personal growth years, marriage growth years, family growth years, and I no longer am mean to myself? Uh, probably not an accident, probably because of my environment. And so in your digital environment, what I want you to think about the desktop of your computers, your slacks, your iPhones, your iPads, what are the things from your quadrants or from your commitments to the world that you can surround yourself with that will help you hold yourself accountable and achieve your goals? And so wallpapers, either physical or digital, are a, number, are a second one. So then a third one is we'll talk about habit stacking, right? So let's talk about a supplement that you take every day. Now, for me, I take supplements every day. They're really important for me. I have a greens, I have magnesium, I have some things that I take. But I also know that if I relegate myself to thinking about them, I will not take them. 
So once a week at the beginning of the week, typically a Sunday, I will just make like seven plastic baggies or lay out all my supplements for the day uh, for those seven days and put them in the cabinet. But every night when I go to bed, uh, part of me going to bed is I grab a pack of those supplements and I put it on my nightstand next to my 16 ounces of water. So the next morning when I wake up, the first thing I do every day is I drink water. So the moment I wake up, I drink water and then my supplements are right there and I take my supplements for the day. And in the first 30 seconds of the day, I'm basically done with my day. But when you think about your environment and in the book, Atomic Habits, uh, he talks about habit stacking and we're going to get into that a little bit, but, but this is one of those things to set yourself up to win. So for example, like on Tuesdays, I play racquetball. I have a pretty hectic schedule. I go to the gym, I do all these things, and it typically requires me to have three outfits. And I know on Tuesday mornings when I wake up, it's get my son ready, get my family ready, get the lunches done, and it's not me time. So Monday night, I pack my bag. It has my gym clothes, my towel, my other change of outfit, and I actually put it at the front door and I put my car keys inside of it. And so in that bag goes everything that I need for the day. And I know I'm not going to leave the house without my car keys because my car keys uh, are required to start my car. And so the night before when I'm not stressed, when nothing's happening, I think about my day for the next day and I plan out all of my stuff. I put it in that bag and I put my keys in that bag. And then my bag goes next to my boots at the front door. So in the morning, once I have my son ready and everything ready, I literally put my boots on. I grab the bag, which have my keys in it. I throw the bag in my car. I pull the keys out to start my car. And now everything for my day is already set up and I don't have to think about it. And so no matter what, you can always build on top of your habits. And I like to set myself up to win. So that's one way I do it. So then coming to the fourth one. The fourth one is about anchoring your habits to an existing routine and actually scheduling it, right? And so we'll talk about habit piggybacking, right? So for example... Thanks to my dear friend, Alex Scharf, and I truly understand the um, importance of hydration. So as of him and doing his thirst challenge, no matter what, every morning I have 32 ounces of water, but I like to start by like waking up and I'm always thirsty when I wake up is by just really chugging like 16 ounces of water. It gives me energy, wakes me up, makes me feel good. And so I gave you the example earlier, but I also know that every day I'm going to take those supplements. So rather than worrying about okay, well, I did my water, I did my supplements, I did blank, I put them all in the same area. So all I have to do is stay committed to the one habit, but then everything else is right there for me to build on top of it. And so no matter what, you can stack habits. Some of these other ones is you can take other habits or routines, such as like brushing your teeth or making your bed that you do every day. And so like if you're a dude, you probably wake up, take a 30-second shower, don't wash your body, you brush your teeth very quickly with no toothpaste, right? And then you might do it, but you always have a routine, whether it's trimming your beard or getting dressed or looking in the mirror. And so if a part of your day every day is to drink water and take your supplements and you know every morning you stand at your vanity and you do these three things, then why not put your water and your supplements right there next to your toothbrush because every morning you brush your teeth at seven. And so rather than having to worry it all out, you know you brush your teeth every day at 7 a.m. and you never miss it. So you wake up, you brush your teeth, and your stuff is right there. Now, if you don't have any of those existing routines, well, then it's time to whip out your calendar and start scheduling them. And if it's not written down, it won't happen. And there is a lot of power in writing things down and making commitments to them. And so you can take habit stacking and you can piggyback it on anywhere. So for example, let's say you commute to your office and it's 20 minutes each way. Well, everybody does what they want to do in a car. But if you know every day 
you're driving to your office and you have 20 minutes in the car and that's you time. But every day you also like to start with a certain beverage of choice or a supplement of choice. You could also leave those in your car and set yourself up in the car. So as a part of your routine, knowing you're going to commute every single day, you get into the car, your supplements are in your seat, you pick them up and you go, or you turn on your favorite podcast. And so this is really about you looking at your day, looking at your life, looking at your routines and seeing where you already have existing patterns, behaviors, or routines. And then where can you stack the new ones on that we've been talking about that are going to catapult your success? And so that would be anchoring any of these habits or any of your routines to existing ones. So for example, in frame of what I've shared, I have a stillness practice every single day. I've told you about that, but I also have a journaling practice. Well, I'll forget to journal because journal is not one of my favorite things in the world. And so instead, I knew no matter what, without fail, when I wake up in the morning, my default is my stillness practice. I do it before anything else. And so what it actually looks like is I wake up anywhere between 5 and 6 a.m. and I naturally wake up. And then the moment I do, um, I spend my 10 minutes in silence, right? Uh, Unless I have to pee really bad. And if I pee really bad, I go pee, then I come lay down or sit somewhere and do my, my stillness and silence. And so then in starting my stillness and silence is when I start drinking that water and take those supplements. And so if you think about my day and the things that matter to me to win, and I have 12 of them, three of them are done within the first 10 minutes of my day by me just naturally thinking about where my habits and routines are. And so you have to look at these and start developing them so that you can set yourself up to win. And then the fifth and final one, and and I love this one, and full disclosure, this comes from our incredible CEO, Ashley, uh, but this one's called the two-day rule. And she picked this up from a guy named Matt Devalia on YouTube, and she's been following it ever since. And so basically the rule is this, is that you make a commitment that you never go two days in a row without missing a session, meditation, writing, working out, supplementation, healthy meals, or whatever. That gives your brain the flexibility of knowing it's not a forever commitment. But if you really can't do it and you miss a day, it doesn't allow you to self-sabotage and continue down those habits so that you pick up and do the next two days. And so what Matt in teaching this truly understands is that no matter what, time and consistency is your greatest superpower and inconsistency and stagnation are your enemy. And so knowing that we're human, this is also where I created the wedge of expectations that I've told you about quite a few times, is that this guy, Matt, and Ashley loves this, commits to the two-day rule. I commit to a floor and ceiling, but I want you to hear what's underneath it. Both of us are committing to consistency over a greater span of time, because I know if my rule is I'm going to walk 10 minutes a day and I only do it when I feel like it, then I'll probably walk, I don't know, 40 minutes total the whole year. But if I make a rule that I'm going to walk 10 minutes a day every day, and that's my bare minimum, and I might miss 20 days due to sickness, holidays, travel, whatever, that the culmination is is that I still had 300 plus days of 10 minutes of walking a day. And so if you take the 40 minutes that I would actually do, and then you do that, and it's a couple thousand minutes, then there's a massive benefit and gain over time. And so what's really, really important here is that you find a rule, you find a protocol, you find a framework, you find commitments that you can be committed to regardless of how you feel. Because if we all waited till we felt like it, it would never get done. And the truth be told is most of the time I only feel like it once I've started the behavior that I committed to. And so what I want you to do is is taking this whole month of January and all the podcasts and the quadrants and your habits and where you're spending your time and design them. Like ask yourself, if 2023 is going to be my fucking year, like mine, 
what would I get to do for it to be my year? And tangibly, measurably identify it all out and then find the principles that if you did them every day would only benefit you. And with my sacred lightkeeper quadrants, they are designed that no matter where I apply them, they work for me. They work to my business. They work in my relationship. They work in my friendships. They work in my family. They work in my health. They work everywhere. And once I have them, I schedule them in and then I'm actually committed to them. And once you're committed to them, then you grab some of these tweaks and some of these hacks and you start making them better and you immerse yourself in them and you surround yourself with them because you don't have any more time or any less time than I do and neither did I. And I don't have any to fucking waste. And so we got to put them into practice. And no matter what, we have to be integrous about ourselves. There are plenty of days I don't feel like sweating for 10 minutes a day. And I ask myself some really, really simple questions like, well, If you don't feel like doing it, how's this going to feel tomorrow? How are you going to feel about this tomorrow? Is it really a valid excuse? Like, and and barring like me being hospitalized or not being able to walk, it's, it's really fucking hard to literally justify to anybody how I couldn't find 10 minutes to walk today, or I couldn't spend five minutes journaling, or I couldn't find five minutes of breathing. And I can't say that because it's too simple for me to do, which means I have to basically give my excuses a cup of coffee and say, I know you're there, but you're in the part of my brain that is comfortable right now and doesn't want to change. But if you're comfortable, I'm not changing. And if I'm not changing, I'm stagnating. And if I'm stagnating, I'm basically dying. And I don't want that. I want to grow. I want to be the best husband I can be. I want to be the best father I can be. I want to be the best entrepreneur I can be. And I only feel like being it about 20% of the time. Because the rest of the time I'm stressed and feeling like I can't do it and who am I and having imposter syndrome and having doubts and fears and insecurities. And so I design these so that whether I feel like it or not, I can still build my vision. And it's like having my subconscious team working on my house, even when my conscious team is trying to not build it. And that's where this is so, so important. And so if you take one of these things today and you write on a sticky note, for one day, what the thing is you love about yourself, and then you never do it again, it's not going to work. If you pick a habit and you stack that habit on for seven days, you can't call me in a month and be like, I'm so pissed it didn't work. If you don't work out, you don't get stronger. If you don't drink water, you don't get hydrated. If you don't eat food, you don't get nutrients. But you have to do those things every single day. Well, when you think about these quadrants, when you think about these areas of your life, whether you realize it or not, you have to fucking do it every single day. And it's the only way that you ever have a chance of success. There's a reason that everybody talks so big about morning routines and so big about habits and rituals, but what you're missing is what's in those morning routines. What's so powerful? Alone time, moving my body, connecting with my body, spending time with my feelings, building my brain, dreaming about my future, writing like it already happens. Like You literally are programming your computer to give you the results that you want. But if you don't program the computer with what you want, the computer program is full of shit that's going to give you what you don't want. And so the only way that this works is if you truly work it. So don't let this be shelf help. Don't take this and be like, oh yeah, that's great. No, like if you seriously want something different, if you want a different life at the end of 2023, if you want a different physical result, a business result, a mental result, a relationship result, then you have to start building it now. And you have to make the decisions now and you have to put it into practice now. And it's the culmination of those decisions and those behaviors that you do consistently over the next year that when you look back, you will realize that you're already further beyond that person than you thought and you didn't even see it coming. 
Because that person you want, that relationship you want, that vision you want, that business you want, that team that you want is a culmination of the choices that you make today and you consistently make being aligned with getting them into your life. But it only works if you do it. So that's what I got for today's podcast. That's what I got. So it only works if you work it. Don't let this be shelf help. Go build those wedges. Go build your principles. Build your need of movers. Build your morning routine. Get crystal clear and put it into action. Because you can hire as many architects as you want and they can give you all the fucking blueprints in the world, but blueprints don't build houses. Contractors do. And so at some point, you have to stop designing and you have to start building. And today is your permission slip to just start building today and keep building every day for the rest of your life because it is the fastest way to get clarity on what your blueprint should look like. So that's what I got for today. So I love you. I appreciate you. I had to go pack a suitcase because I'm getting on an airplane and it's really, really busy, but I appreciate the shit out of you. So that's what I got for today's episode. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes on the quadrants and leading up to them, I highly recommend that you go listen and then put this one into practice because in the next episode, we are going to talk about my seven marketing laws and why they exist so that you can make your own or you can use mine and you have the principles required to build a business that works. So have a beautiful day. I love you to pieces. I'll see you in the next episode. So remember that relationships will always be algorithms, especially the one with yourself. And now it's time for the outro. Ready? Go. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Mind of George show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five-minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite-only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.